Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast. We provide news, commentary, and reviews for all types of nerds, from the hardcore to the casual. What's up, my nerd? What's up, my nerds? What's up? Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin. We're here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 21, The Pirate. And we got a glimpse of the pirate in the first episode this season. A big, solid-looking guy. <laughs> Algae, sea yeah. kelp. Yeah, I was thinking seaweed guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's back along with his crew. And so uh, I thought at, at uh, the beginning of this season that this was like a introduction to a character that we're going to see in another series, the Skeleton Crew. I think that comes out later this year, early next year. But uh, at the end of this episode, I think, nope, nope, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that one, the one pirate. Um, you never know. Yeah. They've, no one's dead, right? Yeah. No one never dies. No one ever dies, really. Not even Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but we want to thank you guys for joining us here. My name is Justin, and I have my fellow nerd, my fellow co-host with me, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right. Blake's taking the night off. He went on like a cruise or something in Vegas. Loser. He's out partying, having a good time, so we'll let him come back for the next one. But uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we got 126 <laughs> subscribers. So not a lot, but we'd like you to join us here on, on this podcast, on watching it and listening. So subscribe if you want to. We'd like you to. It helps us out. It doesn't cost you anything. And then like and comment as usual. So You should use reverse psychology. Don't subscribe. Yeah, please don't subscribe please to this. Please don't subscribe. This Jeez. podcast is bad. Yeah, it's so not bad. worth your time. <laughs> don't do it. But if you want to, you can. Yeah. Uh, chapter 21 of The Mandalorian involves the Mandalorians, pirates, Navarro, the Republic, on course, the New Republic on Coruscant, X-Wing pilots. I mean, it's got it's got it all, all the stuff. Yeah, a lot of content in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think overall, kind of general, like if you were to tweet out in 140 characters what you thought of this episode, what would you say? I would say... Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, we had some cameos, obviously, that everyone knows about if you've watched it, uh, which was exciting. Um, I always enjoy those when there's, I guess, uh, we'll say cameos from um, of characters from other the series or shows or movies it's exciting to see those cross-reference i'm always a little disappointed though because it seems like they're like easter egg type cameos where they'll just put someone in the background and you hoot and holler and go yeah and then they they end up having a very minor minor role and you know i i'm I'm looking forward and I keep wanting and hoping to see some of these characters take on a little bit more um, in the episodes. They don't have to be full-fledged permanent characters, but more than just background scenery. Right. That seems like that's the case some with some of these, but mm-hmm. but still exciting to see the properties uh, uh, kind of coalesce and cross over. Yeah, definitely. I mean... They're doing a good job of bringing some animated characters into the live action show. And when we were watching Rebels and Clone Wars and The Bad Batch, they bring in some of the the movie characters into the animated. Like you said, that's some great crossover. And I think it kind of unifies the whole story, the whole saga. So I like it too. Yeah. Um, But uh, this episode starts off with the pirates showing up and telling grief carga hey we're here to take over so you can surrender or not but we're taking over yeah and they start bombarding the city and destroying um the the buildings and everything there and the the citizens have to flee but uh, on his way out grief carga sends a message to someone saying hey we need some help and that ends up in the hands of carson tiva mm-hmm. a rebel pilot that was we saw last season uh, he helped out the Mandalorian. They kind of 
chased him down and then they let him go in that ice spider episode. Yeah. And then he shows up later trying to recruit a Cara Dune to the Rangers, New Republic Rangers, and that yeah. didn't work out. So um, as far as this character, what do you think of his involvement in the story? He's he's started out as a, a background character, making a cameo, basically, and he's had a reoccurring role, showed up a couple times per season, it seems like. What do you think of Carson Teva? Um... I'm jealous. I wish I was him. <laughs> I yeah, we did talk about him on a previous episode, right? Like, yeah, he's the same age as us. He's the same age as us. And he's we're like flying an X-wing, and we're like, man, what? <laughs> how can we get get that role? Yeah, I guess maybe we should have been actors. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> you but, mean they don't just call random people <laughs> and offer them parts and in, in TV shows? You yeah. have to actually apply. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm really liking this character. I like, you know, he definitely has a kind of moral compass that aligns with, you know, what you would typically have an expectation to see for someone who wears the uniform and is part of uh, the Republic and flies an X-Wing. He's kind of turned into kind of like this, uh, you know, hero and 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 as recognizes when you know the mandalorian he lets them go because he knew that he, back from season i think it was one where they the prison ship or maybe it was season two when they he basically recognizes that he was the one who kept the guard alive and yeah and they're like so yeah so i like this character i'm hoping we see more of him okay um he kind of reminds me of wedge from the original trilogy you know he's kind of he's there he has a role. He plays a part, but he's not like the hero, right? right. So I think I see him as that. Um, I'm not. That's a good analogy. I like it. Yeah, and I don't necessarily hate him or like him. I'm in the middle. He hasn't. I mean, he did something this episode, but it's like uh, I don't know. I just I'm not bought into him yet. Well, he doesn't. Let's say you know he doesn't have that persona. Yeah. That that yeah. we typically that like. You know the the Poe Dameron, the Poe Dameron, the good-looking with swag kind mm-hmm. of a guy. Yeah. He, he looks like you know everyone's dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's probably what it is, right? And we all want that guy to look like you know Harrison Ford or yeah. you know, Han Solo, or you know that we want him to have that kind of look. And mm-hmm. he definitely looks like uh, you know the guy sitting on the couch reading a newspaper yeah. <laughs> yelling at the dog just like i do yeah and uh yeah. <laughs> so i think maybe that plays into it and you know we like to imagine characters like that to have a certain look and yeah maybe he doesn't have it but yeah i don't like i said i don't necessarily dislike him but i'm not sold on him yet but yeah it's early so they just need to put a, like a trench coat on him some some sunglasses and yeah. maybe a, a hat a hat or a cool and then maybe talk in a lower voice or something like that yeah. and carry a big gun yeah he's gotta have that gun <laughs> yeah that, that sells it every time yeah so but he gets the message and he's in a in a bar a republic we see this base right new republic base where yeah. there's some y wings and x wings there they're all, all the pilots are hanging out in the cantina, just chilling and talking and having a drink. And he gets the message and he's like, oh, okay, I got to help this guy out. So, you know, what's this Navarro planet's in trouble. And this is the cameo, one of the cameos you're talking about, I'm assuming, where uh, a, a rebel fighter or a new Republic fighter pilot shows up and asks me, hey, what's going on? And it turns out it's a character from Rebels, one of the, the main characters of the, the ghost crew there. On that show, Zeb, Zeb, Zeb Arellos, I think is his last name. Yeah, and he is. Uh, his race is a Lasat, and its backstory was he was his design was the original design for a Wookiee for Chewbacca, but then it kind of morphed into what we got now. But he in the in the cartoon or the animated series Rebels. At the end of the show, he leads his people to a new planet to colonize there and kind of get that because they were getting killed off and in trouble of extinction. So he kind of went and established his his people on his planet, his society and everything. So that's the last time we saw him. But that was, I don't know, 
20 years, 15 years ago prior to this moment. So apparently he's back with the New Republic and he's an X-Wing pilot. Yeah. So when I first saw him show up, I was like, oh, that's a, a Lasat. Is that Zeb? And the, he started talking and like, like, oh, it sounds like him. But I wasn't, so I thought it was him, but I didn't really believe it was him because I was like, why would they bring him in? But, so did they use the same voice actor? Same voice actor. Okay. But maybe, and I did recognize it, but I was like, well, maybe they're just kind of using that to help us recognize this is a um, the same species or something. Mm-hmm. And they talk the same. But um, yeah, it was in the credits. It said Zeb, played by Steve Blum. Yep. Yep. So did you, for you, did you recognize him? Did you know who that was? Or I did recognize him by the, from, I'm like, okay, that he's from an animated show, Rebels, but I didn't know his name. I'm like, but I definitely was like, that is a cameo from an animated show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. I and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great to see him there. And I'm hoping he does have a larger role. Um, uh, there was the whole Rangers of the New Republic series that supposedly uh, Cara Dune was supposed to be the star of that, uh, Gina Carano, but that didn't work. So maybe they're bringing him in and maybe this Carson Tiva guy, they're going to you know, be the new ra- the Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know. Yeah. It would just be cool to have like a show where they're like, eventually like you got the ma- like, like the original trilogy you've got kind of like this group if you will and you've got mandalorian and maybe tiva leaves the republic and he they become buddies and then and then zeb joins them and then they've got like three or four you know or five guys and they're just going out on these adventures and mm-hmm. they kind of create this gang like this mi- gang of misfits yeah kind not of necessarily a- misfits but you wouldn't put them together yeah like a Guardians of the Galaxy Star mm. Wars edition kind yeah. of a thing with baby with the uh, Grogu there and uh, that one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that would be cool. We obviously we know that's not going to happen, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, it seems like with Hollywood and these stories, there's there's always a need to to not get off on these tangents um, to be careful to keep the main story always moving. And I'm sure the writers and John Favreau and everyone else involved would love have these same ideas too. But at the end, they always have to come back and stick to the core purpose of what's and getting to the point of all of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So uh, they talk about, well, we got to alert the new Republic. We got to let them know about this. And, Zeb's like, well, good luck with that. Yeah. And so Carson takes off and he goes to, to Coruscant to plead the case. Um, and he's not very successful. He gets there and he talks to the, the person he needs to talk to. And it's requisition officer. Yeah. Played by Tim. Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows from Meadows. SNL. Yeah. I loved it when I saw him. I'm like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he did a great job with his role. And oh, yeah. Like the New Republic's bogged down in bureaucracy, just like the the, yeah. old, the original Republic yeah. was in the Empire. So yeah, let me get Alia Kane. You know, she seems to be right there and <laughs> the, eye, yeah. eyeballing. Yeah. Like, what's with this gal? She, you really, they're really making her uh, to be a person you love to hate, right? Yeah, yeah. You, that she's like. So, what's her angle? Is she? We don't know. Yeah. Right. I think the last time we talked about it was um, she's she's still involved. She's pretending to be this good person, but she's not. She's still working behind the scenes with Moff Gideon. Yeah, is my take. Me too. Yeah, but I didn't like how she's just there. Unless she, her office is there, which we don't know. I just thought it was too convenient that she's just there and is like, oh, listening in. Like, yeah. oh, they're not a real planet. And yeah, they're not part of the system. And, yeah, how does she end up with like basically being like a double agent spy, so to speak, you know, for the one group, and now she's in the acquisition officer building <laughs> yeah. on a planet that supposedly has trillions of 
beings living on it, right? Yeah. 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 A little too convenient. Too convenient. But. Yeah. So that that's the part I didn't like. But I thought, you know, she was there to cast some doubt, which she did. She did a great job with that. Yeah. But I like that Tiva was finally someone was like turned and looked at her and was like, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah. She's like. Yeah. He's, Something's up with her. Yeah. The moment he looked, he, the moment she walked in the room and said something, he's like. This, there's something not right with yeah. you. We saw her badge, right? Which yeah. is the the old uh, imperial. That's not the old imperial. It's the I was an imperial. Now I got repurposed. To yeah. Be a, so there's a lot. There's a trust thing there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they kind of had that back and forth there in that in this conversation. So, um, but yeah, I think I thought it was great. We've seen we're seeing bits and pieces of Coruscant and the New Republic. And how it's working or, or not working. Right? right, yeah. And I would expect to see some growing pains from, yeah. you know, transitioning from this empire that was just corrupt to the new republic where everybody's idealistic and wants to do better, make things better, but they're still using the same structure, the same systems, right? Yeah. So I don't think you can really get away from the corruption. No. I mean, there's all it only takes one bad apple right Mm -hmm. that's is the saying so so with such a huge uh, machine and so many things to govern and monitor and check on you can start to maybe understand how things could fall through the cracks or slip and and or uh citizens of various systems start to like not like the republic and not think that they're much worse off than the empire because maybe they didn't really have direct experience with the empire that was they kind of were like yeah they're over there doing that thing and they pretty much leave us alone you know if they really had dealings with the empire they could see how evil and corrupt they were but there may have been a lot of systems that had very few dealings with the empire and were like they're really not that yeah worse off than any other kind of government yeah and maybe they're even using the same people in the same roles and the yeah. people are like this is just my job whoever's in charge great i just want to get paid so i can live my life yeah because when we you know when we're sitting in a seat and watching these things they seem obvious to us they're like how could anyone like the empire yeah right they're obviously so evil but then now you can understand well it's not that they it's not that they like the empire they just don't see the bad things that they're doing yeah especially if they're on coruscant yeah because coruscant's the center everything's fine there yeah supposedly it's all the other worlds they're getting you know yeah subjugated to the, the control they're getting their resources taken and people getting killed yeah and they kind of even um demonstrated that in the uh scene where the and i forget his name but the professor the cloning guy when he goes to the theater and gives the speech yeah and he walks you know he runs into people in the audience and they're like oh we loved your talk and they 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 seem like just to be like oblivious Mm -hmm. to like what's going on And, and like everything seems fine and oh uh, there's there's no way the empire's out there doing stuff like you know what you hear that's all rumors yeah yeah and having worked in government state government myself for a few years and knowing just the bureaucracies and just my small state (laughs) and all the the, how much time things take and resources and money so i can't imagine on a coruscant level where the whole planet is a city and they're in charge of the whole galaxy. How bogged down that whole, all those processes would be, yeah. and how much time things take. So, uh, it, I was able to relate to <laughs> this scene really well. <laughs> like, oh, we can't do anything because we don't have the resources or the time. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're like, well, great. Yeah, no wonder everything's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. So Carson's like, well, I guess I'll take things, take matters into my own hands. And he goes to Mandalore, ends up tracking uh, R5-D4 down, because he used to be in the Rebellion, I guess. Um, that was all off screen, but shows up the co- the, the covert, Mandalorian covert, and they're all, 
who are you and why are you here? <laughs> but no, you bring up how did yeah how did he get R five? Because R five was with with was with Din Djarin, right? Yeah, and then he flew back to. Oh, he didn't get R five. R five was on the planet. No, R five was with R five was with Din, and he's just flying around the planet looking for a signal. But did he? But it almost sounded like he, I almost got the impression that he sent a signal out. Mm -hmm. and, that's what I got to, and that that R five was responding, so he could be like, "Okay, that's where they're at." Yeah. Okay. Where he's able to pick up his his ID, something right? like that. Oh yeah, chain code. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's figure right. It out. You're right. Okay. That's where they're at. And um, they're they don't like him there because they'd have to move their secrets uncovered. I thought that was kind of silly. Well, yeah. Well, it's like for being for being so secret, they sure yeah. they sure you know they didn't spend a lot of time. And of course, it's a TV show, but it was pretty. It's pretty easy for him to find them. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, I found you. you. Here you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go. I need some help. And so he goes there. He's like, hey, you know, Navarro's in big, is in trouble. I, I thought he was going to, like, go. I thought he was going to recruit them and ask them to come help him. But yeah, he just him. basically just passes the message on. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he probably figures I can't get involved or else I'll get in trouble. Yeah. So, and I thought this next scene was pretty good where they have this, um, Council, you know, Mandalorian makes his case as to why they should go help Navarro, help out Grief Karga, because Grief Karga helped him out, and he's offered him attractive land in there in the city or next to the city. And um, but their history is they used to live on Navarro, yeah. and they know Grief Karga, and they and the a, sewers, the sewers, yeah. <laughs> and they had a big battle and everything, so it's like half of them don't want to go, yeah. Because they remember. Um, but then uh, Paz Vizsla gets up and he kind of goes down the path and you're thinking, oh, he's arguing against them. But then yeah. he, he flipped. What do you think about how he kind of flipped and said, we're going to go fight because we're Mandalorians. Like, of course we're going to go. Yeah. It's like, why are we even debating it? Yeah. You know, I, I, I liked it. It was good. Mm -hmm. it, it was a little rousing to stand up and <laughs> yeah. fight for the little guy. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was good. Good speech. I liked it. Yeah. And then from here, the episode gets pretty good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Because they, they come up with a plan of attack, how they're going to you know, distract the, the pirates. And then Bo-Katan's going to drop the Mandalorians into the city. And they're going to fight the pirates on the ground. And then there's going to be an aerial battle and stuff. So they, they get it all planned out and head over there to um, Navarro. And Din shows up first, and all the fighters start chasing him. Mm -hmm. I think there's like five or six. And so, and then Bo Katan comes in and drops all the Mandalorians. And it's a pretty cool scene. It was pretty much what we saw in the Clone Wars, but to see a live action was pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Where they just open the doors, they drop out with their jetpacks, yeah. land on the, the city, and just start, you know, it's a ground battle at that point. Yeah. So, the only thing about that part was is so uh grief karga he takes all the well you know they're all they all evacuate the city yeah. and they run out in the middle of nowhere yeah. <laughs> and they're like standing next to some cave and grief is like someone's gonna come and help and they show everyone and there's like 15 people there yeah. and you're like yeah. where is everyone where, where is everyone yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be like i assume there's like a couple there's like yeah. two, three, four, five thousand people in the city, at least. And that ship, the way it was bombarding that city, I'm like, they're killing hundreds of people. Yeah. This is like pretty dark. Yeah. The way they're just, you know, <laughs> killing these, and they're innocent. They're like innocent citizens. They're like just blowing up their houses, and there could be children, you know, running around. And they yeah. seem to be just indiscriminately blowing up the city, like. Jeez, this is pretty, pretty dark. Yeah, seem more like terrorists than pirates. Yeah, it's I mean, just a little. It was a little out of context for me. I was like, this seems a little, a little aggressive. Yeah, more aggressive than I would. And if you really want to take over the city, what, 
why would you want to destroy it? Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, yay. And then you go down there and it's just rubble. Yeah. You have to dig through all the rubble to get your booty. Yeah. <laughs> to get all the treasure. Or... Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, I did notice that too. I was like, there's like 20 people here. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, your citizens. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, so then Bo goes back and joins the fight and Bo and Din, they shoot down all the fighters. They shoot, the the main pirate ship there shoot the engines so they're gonna win um on the ground we got the mandalorians taking out the pirates uh, they do have a pretty good gun up high on the high ground so they have to get through that so kind of but that's when the armor comes in and uses Kick her some butt hammer and her tongs to <laughs> kill some pirates salad tongs yeah <laughs> so i i really like this whole sequence it was pretty cool yeah uh, visually story-wise we get to see the heroes in action um the the mandalorians again come together to fight for a just cause to help these people and uh grief karga he's the lead we see him as a leader he's not this you know scummy slimy guy or nah. in the shadows type guy so he, everyone's kind of evolved from what we saw in, in the first season what we were introduced to them in that first season. So I, I like how the story has progressed that far mm-hmm. in, in three seasons. Yeah. So so what did you think of just the Din and Bo Katan able to take out that you know, that Corsair yeah. frigate yeah. all by themselves? Did it seem like like sometimes I the whole perspective on me gets a little lost because it's kind of like sometimes like when the Poe Dameron, when they're bombing the ginormous, uh, uh, the, um, the capital ships, the capital ship in, uh, episode, was it eight? Yeah. And they're like that, the, the star destroyer. Yeah. And they're just like, they take that out so easily. And it's just kind of like, I don't know that, that that's really something that they would be able to do, but maybe it is maybe because sometimes they'll sew a big ship and they'll be like, Oh yeah, there's only, they only, they only need like six people to fly that ship. It's not a huge ship. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes like, and like, doesn't it have shields or something? Yeah, that's I, true. Where I, are the shields? Where, yeah, they're always talking about, oh, the shields are, they're wearing it. And these little ships have shields, but a big ship like that, they yeah. don't have, I don't know. Yeah. I get, so like, then they're slowly getting their engines taken out one by one and they only have one engine left. And yeah, yeah just f- crashes in a fiery ball. And you're like, that seems like that would have been a lot harder to do, but. I agree. It did seem a little easy. Uh, th- so, but they did have a good strategy to pull the fighters away and yeah. take out the engines. But if that were the case, then why couldn't they I just do that get, more often? And, and maybe it's just not as big as I thought it was. Because in the the landing bay where they have their the small fighters, it looked like it could only hold like maybe eight. Because it seems like it. So maybe it's just, I just get lost on that whole depth perception perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I look at these ships and you, on on a small screen, you just really have no context of how big or small they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, on all these kind of science fiction type shows where they show big, huge ships like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did think, well, I think they were able to defeat it because all the, the guns are on the bottom to yeah. shoot to the surface. And they stayed above that for the most part. Um but yeah, it did seem a little easier than what it should have been, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> They're pirates. They're stinking pirates. And the one pirate got away, Vane, I think his name is. And um, Oh, yeah. The one that's kind of the main antagonist with yeah. those two, Din and... He's like, Din. I'm out of here. Yeah. So maybe we'll see him again. I wouldn't doubt it. I do like that they kind of like dress the characters to look like you know a pirate would look you yeah. know on a sea vessel with eye patches and, yeah. Yeah. and like like uh, I, I, it almost looked like a captain hook and a mr, mr. smee yeah. kind of a character yeah i i liked that i thought that was cool yeah yeah all the tropes were there and they were and they were good this full time. force mm-hmm. yeah 
And they were on the surface partying and getting drunk and shooting at the the Kowakian monkey lizards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. it was, you know, it, once they were on the ground, it was like, oh, yeah, they're pirates. Yeah. So, um, still haven't seen the most interesting pirate in Star Wars lore. Um, what's his, I forget his name. He's so interesting. I forgot his name. <laughs> the Galaxy's Edge. Oh, the from Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's Run. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We'll have to look up that character. <laughs> yeah, the guy. It'll, it'll come. Smuggler's Run, the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to see him. Um, there was remind me. So yeah, was there talk about him making an appearance? Nothing official, or you know, just fans want him to see him again. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I bet you he does. Hondo Anaka. Hondo Anaka. Yeah. That would be really cool if he showed up in one of these, any one of the shows, right? Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. Hondo, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I... He didn't think I did a very good job when I was flying the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times did you crash? <laughs> I don't know. Did you get all the coaxium? Uh, no. Okay, that's why. Yeah, definitely he's in, not. He's in it for the money. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think he was going to have to spend more money fixing the Millennium Falcon than the than the coaxium that I was able to capture, but yeah. But I was the I was the engineer. I wasn't the pilot. Yeah. So last time I went, the guy asked us, "Do you want to do the Wookiee mode?" Yeah. Have you done that before? I actually did. So I've only done it twice. Oh. And the first time we just was our first time doing it and then the second time we did it um my son my oldest son he's like he went up to the ride attendant and kind of whispered in his ear like and i'm like and the guy's like okay and he comes over and pushes all these codes and buttons and i'm like what's going on here and then all right he's like all right have fun and the next thing you know it's just all Wookiees and mm-hmm. and uh, it's cool but i was almost kind of like i'm that's cool but i never want to do that again yeah. because i'm like i just it's just you don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on it's just chewbacca yelling at you the entire <laughs> yeah, time yeah. yeah i got yeah. annoying after about five minutes yeah i was like oh, turn it off <laughs> yeah please next time don't do that i don't know how han solo does it <laughs> yeah um, so i'm glad i did it yeah. so i could say i did it but i would never prefer never to do that again yeah yeah, that was the first time I done it. We did it in February. They should ago. have a Princess Leia version. Yeah, <laughs> or Lando version. Yeah, Lando version. <laughs> I'd like to hear Leia yelling at me, yeah. calling me some nerf herder or some silly name. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they defeat the pirates. The ship crashes, like you said, big fireball, Ball of fire. Yeah, and the citizens re- return. All, all twenty, 20 of them. <laughs> Help them take down the rest, get, capture the rest of the pirates. Yeah. Uh, but then we get into the the part where Grief says, hey, you're welcome to stay here. You can have this, this side of the valley or wherever it was. Yeah, be. which was cool. Yeah. So obviously yeah. like a nice, you know, a setup for like, I'm like, oh, here we go. We're, yeah. we're progressing. We're getting into the, the thick of it. This mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have to hide anymore. So, but then you got a scene between the armorer and Bo-Katan. Yeah. And she's talking about the forges on Mandalore. And Bo's like, yeah, I've seen them. I remember. And uh, she's like, well, we need to unite all the Mandalorians. Not all of them are living the way. And you've lived both sides. So you're the one that's going to bring them all together. And she tells her to take off her mask, her helmet. Yeah. What'd you think about that? I was like, don't do it. It's a setup. She's <laughs> yeah. setting you up. Yeah. She's like, gonna tell you to do it, and then you'll do it, and then she'll be like, you're out. Yeah. You fool. You fool. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I tricked you. If you can, if I could trick you so easily, then you can't, you don't have any business being here. Yeah. You know, I really did think that. I really was like, this is a, don't do it. Don't yeah. take it off. Not in front of her. Yeah. And then she was like, do you not trust or do you not? honor my station or something like that and i was like that seems a little out of context for the armor for yeah, her to be like totally. to yeah disobey the of, commandments out of because character. i said yeah it was just really out of character for her to say that and to her to require to do that because up until that point 
revealing your take the helmet off was like such a no-no it's like thou shall not kill yeah i mean it got then kicked out and next thing you know she's like yeah take it off it's okay go ahead yeah. do it i'm like I, i'm like oh I don't, I don't know if i liked it yeah it was a little off-putting for me it was weird so then they go out to the rest of the group to kind of announce that and everybody sees that she has her helmet off and she the armor explains why and they all kind of look at each other like, what do we do now? Yeah. What's this all about? Then they eventually all agree. Yeah, let's do it. But I thought they were going to, like, the Paz Vizsla was going to take off his helmet and the armor was <laughs> going to, they were all going to take off their helmets. That would have been like, cool, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It is different for sure. And I yeah. I, I didn't like it. I would much rather, now that I think about it, I would much rather have her just challenge her to do what she did and like you've lived both sides i want you to go out and gather more mandalorians now we have a place to live and then leave it at that and they go out and the armor tells everyone bo katan's leaving this is what she's doing this is going to be our home we need to reunite so we can take back mandalore and then in a future episode bo katan maybe she's at some other system she's talking to another group of mandalorians and they're all walking around with their helmets off and she's trying to convince them and they're like we won't follow you you're part of the watch or you're part of that way and then mm -hmm. that's she's like she takes it off and says i you know and she's like you know i'm willing you know and she kind of gives this rousing speech and then and then they all come and then Bo-Katan is the one who goes to the armor and says, look, it's this, it's this, it's your way and this way that created this division. We need to figure out a way to bridge that yeah, gap to come together and come together and not be so staunch in our beliefs, but figure out instead of looking at what we don't have in common, let's build on what we have in common. And I would, I would have rather had it take that that approach than the way they did it yeah well i think that's going to be the end result of them coming together but do you think the armor is going to require them well now to join us you need to go bathe in the waters and yeah it doesn't make on. right that that's to me that's hypocritical i don't think she could say that when she tells bo katan to take her helmet off and tells her to do it without explaining why yeah she's just like just do it yeah, because I said so. Because I said so. And then she's like, oh, and then she does it. And she's like, okay, this is why I told you to do that. <laughs> I'm like, why? I'm like, yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like it. Yeah. Not, and it doesn't ruin the show for me. It's just kind of like, I would have liked that whole sequence to be a little different. But yeah. as I explained it, that's kind of how I would have perceived it to happen. Would have yeah. been that way. Yeah. Well, it, it does set up an interesting story for the future episodes. You know, are, are they going to come back? First of all, the Mandalorians are going to come back anyways. And if when they get there, what's going to happen? You know, that's the next question is, will they be united or they'll be divided again? Like you said, yeah. the different tenets of their beliefs. I'm sure there'll be friction, right? Yeah. yeah. There'll have to be. And that will set up Bogotan talking about the Mythosaur. And then they go, and she, as we've talked about before, somehow that will all tie in. And then she'll be the leader, riding on the top of the mythosaur. Yeah. And everyone will be like, whoa! And and that's that'll be kind of how it ends. That's yeah. my take. Yeah. Well, so the armor is kind of the religious leader, and Bo-Katan would be the political leader. Yeah. And then Din would be the military leader, perhaps? Or... Again, I think Din's I think Din's out. I just don't see Din like he's a he's just so much of a loner, you know, to me in this whole all the seasons. He just always comes off as kind of like someone who's in the background in the shadows. Yeah. I don't ever see him taking any kind of leadership role um because unless he has to. He teen, he he I think he'll be more like a, he would, his role would probably be more of a, like an, like the, like a secret police enforcer guy, if you will, not even, not an unofficial, like, you know, right 
an unofficial like uh you know uh right hand you know wingman right you know he becomes friends he and friend he and bocatan are friends and he's like a trusted advisor to her but i don't ever see but he always is kind of like has her ear but never officially takes on any role yeah if that makes yeah. any sense yeah i can see him doing that um i don't see him as a leader and if he is it's a short-term thing and then he's out yeah once things are settled and in place that's yeah okay so to what end is this like is this like what are you thinking are you thinking because we're i'm guessing now seven years after return of the jedi around there yeah, yeah? and so this would make it 23 years before the force awakens yeah right mm -hmm. so to what end what is this building up to yeah, like. that's well the short term is they're going to retake mandalore reestablish mm -hmm. the mandalorian culture and get all that back into place but beyond that i don't know why they want to do that right? yeah. to what end what happens after that do they is that their story it's over well yeah do they go back to mandalore and they start rebuilding the city and live happily ever after the end yeah and they I, never have any future role in the future because obviously we had the the final trilogy and there's no, no mandalorians. mandalorians in it yeah. but this seems to be taking it like they would have a a big would play a big part mm -hmm. so and obviously we see the first order maybe starting to kind of like rekindle you know the empire is not gone like we assumed it was so th there's 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 got to be some a lot more to this that yeah that when we see it, we're going to be like, no way. I had no idea that was going to happen. That was going yeah. to happen. Yeah, I can see that. I think the cloning, not really storyline, because it's not, it's just kind of pops up every once in a while. So I think that'll continue. That'll be one of the main through lines. Mm -hmm. and eventually it'll take a bigger role. Um, but as far as how it relates to the Mandalorians, I don't know. I think they could develop a, a civilization and then they go away from that and din goes off with grogu somewhere and there's the next story mm -hmm. and then later 10 years later the mandalorians are established they're more powerful they come back for something i don't know yeah maybe they just maybe they're like we stay i know that this i can't say wouldn't say oh well, we're staying out of it because that's just that's not the way right they, yeah but I, I you know they seem like they're always when there's a need when there's oppression you know they're not necessarily um they, they seem like they want to stay neutral but when they see that but they obviously hate the empire mm -hmm. um, but they're not like in love yeah. with the republic either yeah. they just want to be left alone so maybe they'll they'll have a final showdown with the imperial remnant yeah kind of get rid of them finally that's their role maybe yeah there has to be something where there's it, it, it seems like that's where it's leading to. If the Mandalorians are all gathering, mm -hmm. there's got to be uh, an opposite to that that will challenge that in some capacity, yeah. right? Yeah. That will then come to a head and we'll see that. Yeah. That'll be Moff Gideon and yeah. his Imperial people. But, but however it ends, it can't be an ending that is absolute and it has to be because we know that there's a future with the first order so whatever however it does end it can't be so f definitive that it means that oh we all it's over and we live happily after ever after either right. yeah yeah those are some good questions i think um that's like a 15 20 year plan though right yeah for because maybe they defeat the mandalorians defeat the empire the imperial remnants and then the first order comes in and they take on the first order and lose and which seems like a little scary because if they go back to mandalore and reestablish it and then the empire comes back it just kills them all yeah. again and wipes it out again you're like geez yeah yeah i hope they don't do that yeah or maybe you know they've been there through the sequels i mean because really the sequel trilogy lasted a year 
Okay. Because you had the beginning of The Force Awakens, Last Jedi was the next day, and then Rise of Skywalker was a year later. Okay. Right? So that's only a year time frame as opposed to the prequels, which were 10, 13 years, and then the original trilogy was five, six, seven years. Yeah. So maybe they were there, they just weren't involved in this first order battle. You know, they can always just say, oh, they were there. They yeah. Just because just they weren't on the screen doesn't mean, you know, yeah. when they called all the ships. Yeah. There were so many. They could, there they were so many. There. They could be like, oh, yeah, no, Din was right right there. Yeah. See that little dot? Yeah. That, that was Din right there. He was yeah. there helping to fight the Empire in the final battle scene. You're like, oh, all right, well, there you go. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be good to see. I think I think they'll go at least five seasons, if not six. So Actually, I think they got more story. Yeah, didn't they already say? Didn't they say that there there's no end in sight or something? Yeah, that, they did say. Yeah, there's no there's no we ending. Yeah, we don't currently have an ending. We've got stories, stories, <laughs> and more stories of more stories yeah. to tell. Yeah. So maybe it's six. I'd like to see six or seven. I think after that, you're kind of like, okay. As, well, as long as it's good, maybe not. Maybe yeah. We don't care. Maybe we'll have 10 seasons as long as it's good. I right? mean, maybe they take it all the way up to The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be cool. Uh, not that they'll cross, but timing-wise. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, we'll run into, a, you know, a character from those and kind of a background character. And you're like, oh, there's so-and-so who ends up in... Yeah, Force Awakens or something like that. Yeah, because now they're being like, remember this guy from you know ten years ago? Remember Luke Skywalker? Yeah. And then as it gets to that point, they'll be like, remember this guy in the upcoming show? Right. So they'll tie it together that way. Yeah, they'll you'll see some BB-8 unit yeah. rolling in the background yeah. to and eventually and oh okay so we didn't the the there was like a was it a post credit scene or was it just a, a second ending? Oh yeah yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, second ending. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiva's just flying around, flying around doing <laughs> his X-Wing. Doing his routine <laughs> checks. Yeah, comes across the shuttle. So what what are they what are what are, what are they trying to imply there, you think? Well, it was Moff Gideon's transport ship, so he's escaped. Mm-hmm. And then they find the crew's dead and they find a shard or a sliver of Beskar, Beskar. in the in the hole in the wall or something. And the guy's like, so you're saying the Mandalorian's captured? <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Like, no. <laughs> but uh, so. but obviously that's what they wanted, the writers wanted to, like, okay, we've got to set something up. And so they're going to be like, okay, this is what, they're going to do this and they're going to make the Republic think the Mandalorians are bad guys. Yeah. Right. But that makes no sense at all. Because why would they rescue Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon, or maybe there's like, oh, they didn't. Re- we didn't rescue him. We we Captured. kidnapped him, yeah. And we're planning on carrying out our own justice <laughs> yeah. against him because of the history of the that the Empire has against us. Yeah. We're not. We weren't saving him. We're like we got him so that we could punish him ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that would make more sense. Yeah. So either it's a setup or it really happened, right? Yeah. And we know the current group that we've been watching didn't do it. But like what we know about Beskar is is it doesn't it's like supposed to be the strongest thing. So how would a shard of Beskar yeah. be broken off and embedded in the yeah. hole? That yeah. that, that doesn't like, make sense. Obviously it was planted mm-hmm. because Beskar doesn't break off. What if there's a weapon that can do that now? Well, what would that be? Because not even a lightsaber can't even, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's that's kind of a if if they if they end up alluding to some plot line where it's like, oh, the Mandalorians did it because we found this evidence there. I'll be like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Come on, everyone. Everyone knows that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, unless they want to kidnap them and do their own justice. Right, but there's but, a piece of Beskar wouldn't break off and be embedded. Yeah, it's obviously planted. Yeah, I would think that the Republic would think, oh, that was obviously planted. If they know the nature of Beskar yeah. and how it works, they'd be like... And, and 
you look at all the Mandalorians, and Din is the only one who even has a Beskar armor. They're all, all of them else seem like they're wearing just normal armor, right? It seems that way, but I think they painted it. So you think they're all walking around with Beskar armor? Not all of them. And he's the only one is shiny chrome. Yeah, I think his is the only shiny one. Because when they when she replaces Bo-Katan's uh, shoulder piece, it looks like it's Beskar compared to the rest of her armor. Yeah, that's a good question. Can it be painted? Or is it retain that form, the silver that, form only? Yeah, only? that shiny chrome because, polish. Well, the reason why I say some of them have it is because Paz Vizsla took that cannon shot right to the chest when they were attacking the pirates. He just kind of got up and was like, oh, and he kept firing. And That's then there was true. another guy that got shot and he fell. He, he, did, he but died. I, he died. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't have Beskar. So I, I, I just attributed that to Paz Vizsla just being big and he could take a hit more than the other guy. Or maybe it was like, I, I don't know. But yeah. but I thought Boba Fett had Beskar armor. Did they talk about that in... I didn't. I thought the only one that had true Beskar armor was him, was Din, because mm-hmm. everyone was like going after him because they're like, "Oh, he's worth a lot of money." Yeah, the armor is worth a lot of money. Yeah, and when he first shows up in the very first episode, it's not Beskar, right? Right. He he gets paid with the Beskar, and they he completely replaces all of his armor. With the Beskar. Yeah. And his original armor pieces look similar to what everyone's wearing now. With the kind of with all the color. It just doesn't look the same to me. It doesn't look as thick. Yeah. That's yeah. I think you could be right. Huh. So So who's whose Beskar armor is it? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd have to be Din's or no one's. Yeah. So unless there's a new new guy but again it goes back to how does beskar break you can't so yeah what's that shard doing there yeah that just it, it doesn't make any sense to me but you bring up a good point maybe there is another man maybe there are other mandalorians out there and they did well there's the group the rest of the group that yeah pokatown's gonna go talk right to. yeah and you're right that's you make a good point and that's probably what it is maybe it was another group and there they did go kidnap him mm-hmm. and they're holding him and maybe they're holding him for ransom yeah maybe they're like "Ooh, this guy's worth a lot of money in the empire maybe we'll get some beskar <laughs> yeah or something like get that. our beskar back get our beskar back so we yeah. can all yeah that's that's a good point it's a big mystery i wonder if they'll solve it this season or not i think if they bring back moff gideon which i i do think they will at least like the last one or two episodes yeah they would have to kind of tell that story yeah. Either in an episode or just a flashback or some dialogue. They're going to have to mention it, talk about it a little yeah. bit at least. Which I really hope they do, which obviously I, they, I think they are. Because I think well, there's been a lot of Star Wars where a really cool, good, bad guy gets killed too early. Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of like, I mean, we all want him to be defeated at some point, but not in... Not 10 minutes after we meet him yeah. or the second episode, right? You know, yeah. Like, like Boba Fett or yeah. uh, Snoke. Yeah, they're or, just, they, Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. <laughs> yeah, they, they kill him off too soon. Yeah. And we want to, like, we just, we love to hate these guys. So give us more reasons to hate them. And, and when then, when we just think they're the absolute worst, then let's defeat them, take yeah. them out. Like Darth Vader, right? right. Yep. Don't just be like, take them out like, oh, so quick. Yeah. Like Bob or Bob, um, <laughs> like uh, Van, um, the bounty hunter. Django? Django. No. Um, so the the marshal oh yeah uh, and boba fett who fought uh the bounty hunter um cobb vanth cobb vanth yeah Yeah. i was gonna say bob vanth cobb vanth bob vance yeah they they (laughs) they, i mean i hope he's not dead cobb vanth not cobb vanth but the guy that not the boba fett the guy that boba fett who put the dent in his helmet oh yeah yeah the blue the blue guy (laughs) Um, Corey Burton voiced him, and his name is. We're pathetic. <laughs> I know. Well, it's in my head somewhere. Oh, I know. Just gotta pull it out. Uh, 
Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was really bummed that... that, that yeah, he can't be dead. I was really bummed they took... He's such a... I mean, how many episodes was he in? In a lot, Clone Wars. A lot. He and was then, one of the main. One of the. He's like the. There's Hondo Anaka as mm-hmm. a pirate. There was uh, um, Cad Bane as a bounty hunter. Yeah. And then there's probably someone else, but those are like the main guys that kept coming back, kept causing problems for the heroes. Yeah. And kept escaping and coming back, and they were just fun to watch. Yeah. And you just love to hate them because yeah. they're always like a thorn in the side. Yeah. And and for people who watch the animated series, maybe they were like, "Oh, I finally got them! <laughs> we got finally!" Yeah. It just took the live action show to finally have it happen. But for like me, who really didn't honestly watch the animated shows. I'm like this guy is pretty, in- <laughs> yeah. he's pretty intimidating, pretty scary, and oh, he's dead. Oh, dang, darn it, darn yeah. it! I didn't have that opportunity to build up that kind of like visceral hatred for that character, like mm-hmm. people who watch the animated series did. Yeah. Well, you can always watch it. Well, now I know he's dead, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is. I hope, or not. if he is, they'll resurrect him. True. So we've yeah. had that discussion, right? Yeah. So. But yeah, so a lot of questions for upcoming episodes. This is, is this the fifth episode of the season? So starting yeah, with how many are 17, there? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, five. Five out of eight. Oh, so we only got three episodes left? Yeah. Wow. It sucks. It's a bummer. I think so. I mean, double check it, but so far they've been eight. Um, but yeah. All right. So, yeah, good stuff. We'll find out more. In a couple days, uh, the next episode. What do you think of this weekly release format as opposed to Netflix? I now? love it. I'm, I, I love it. Okay. Yeah. I love I, it. I hate it, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gives you time to like process it, yeah. think about it, and come up with theories like we are. Yeah. Well, it just feeds into the hard current. I'm going to get way out off topic here a little bit but you know this whole on-demand instant gratification Mm -hmm. with phones and the world we live in and media and being able to like the days i i we need that i think i think our world is getting a little bit it's too easy to just have our needs met instantly Mm -hmm. oh you have a craving you can uber somebody (laughs) and you, you can get Taco Bell delivery. You can have anything delivered to your house. Anything, and you can have anything delivered to your house almost practically within Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just crazy. Yeah. Or, or the days of like seeing a commercial that Raiders is going to be on this Sunday and getting your VCR <laughs> ready and, and just, and the anticipation and the patience it takes to, to get that, mm-hmm. you know, to have a whole, series least released at once and then binge watch a show and all night long yeah that's i mean i agree 100 percent. because like with stranger things yeah they release the whole season you watch it um like you said one day a couple days at most and then you're just like oh it's over and i've never gone back to watch them rewatch them yeah because you i don't know it's 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 easy, easy money, right? Yeah. You come and you go and that's it. You're done. Yeah. Whereas this, like we watch an episode and then like, oh, it's been a week. I kind of remember this. I kind of remember that. So I got to rewatch it so I know what's going on in the next episode. Yeah. That's really good. So I want to rewatch it. Right. It's just like you said, it's more fulfilling. It, yeah. I just think we need to get away from this instant gratification uh, where it's not healthy. Yeah. But i'm going on i'm getting i'm on a tangent there yeah. i think i think you're headed in the right direction though yeah but uh so yeah we'll we'll review the next episode and see how it went speaking of raiders of the lost ark <laughs> we are going to be doing a movie review for each of the four movies so we'll just what we'll on that point so after mandalorian's done right that would be a good time to do it but we, so, but we got to do it before Dial of Destiny gets released, which is May or June? I think it's June. Why don't you look that up? Yeah. So there's only four movies, so we can watch it, you know, do a weekly show. Yeah. Um, 
within a month. So I think I think we're good. And there's three episodes left, so we'll go through April, and then we'll have May to do it. So all right, here we go. June thirtieth. Okay, so we got May and June. We, we got, got time. Two months to watch four movies. Yeah. And then talk about. So are we going to watch all four? So we're going to watch one, talk about it. Watch one, talk about it. Yeah. So we'll right. break, break down Indiana Jones, and then we'll we'll rank them as we go. And at the last episode, we'll rank it. And then when Dial of Destiny comes out, we'll watch it and do that one. Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll do Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, all three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sure. I would have liked to have watched those. I just, uh, when those were on, I don't know if I didn't have cable. <laughs> what years did the Young Indiana Jones series like, come out? 93 94 on there oh yeah i was i wasn't watching tv then i wasn't watching tv then yeah Yeah. and they were on abc yeah i remember watching a couple episodes but yeah my life was 93 94 i was not at home (laughs) i was living a different life a good one yeah all right well thanks guys for joining us here on the credible nurse podcast as we talk about the mandalorian Stay tuned for the next episode. We'll talk about what happens next. Um, Subscribe to our channel. We'd appreciate it. Give us a like. Uh, We're aiming for a thousand subscribers. (laughs) Or more. Like maybe a million subscribers. So (laughs) tell everyone you know to subscribe to our channel. So we can uh, be popular and famous. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, may the force be with you. We'll catch you next time.